What is up, fantasy football family? It is your boy, Brad Starks, coming to you live from the Roto Lounge. I have been gone for far too long, but I am back. I am back now, and this is my third season on the podcast. Third season on the podcast from the place that brought you Dalvin Cook, Lamar Jackson League winners two years ago. Last year, we were hyping. Who were we hyping last year? Justin Jefferson, Robbie Anderson. Oh, I don't remember who else. An injured Joe Mixon. We're back for season three. Are you ready for season three in the Roto Lounge? I hope you are. Let's kick it off. We've already done some rookies. Let's get into that 2021 regular season redraft. You know, I was going to work this morning. I had to stop and get gas. And here in Ohio, gas was $3 a freaking gallon. $3 a freaking gallon. I'm like, are you kidding me? Everything costs a penny these days. There's nothing for free. There's nothing for free. This Roto Lounge swag that I'm wearing right now, it is not for free. If you want to get Roto Lounge swag, you got to go to viridianglobal.com. Check them out. Get your Roto Lounge swag, hat, shirt, whatever it is. It's not free. You got to pay for it. This bourbon that I'm drinking right now, this Blanton's, this Blanton's that was bottled in 11 19 that I'm going to drink tonight. This is not free. This costs money. Everything in life costs money. But when you get those free things, when you get those free things, when you're at work and they're like, hey, free lunch, tell me you don't try to eat more than you normally eat because it's free. Right? Anytime you get something free, you take advantage of it. And tonight, early on, early on in the fantasy season, I am going to give you some players that are basically free in your redrafts. If you're redrafting right now, best ball, early drafts, I'm going to give you a list of players that are basically free, that are being drafted late, 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 late in drafts that are going to far exceed their value. Return that investment that you make on them. Possibly be a piece, just a piece, of that 2021 championship roster that we are going to build moving forward. I'm going to break down a couple tonight for you real quick. Let's get into this Blanton's that I got. Got me a fresh bottle today. Was lucky to get another bottle today. I'm going to drink some of my old Blanton's because now I can because I have another bottle. The other two bottles I gave away for the Bourbon Bowl. And Bourbon Bowl 2021 is coming up. If you're interested in Bourbon Bowl 2021, hit me up in my DMs on Twitter at Roto Lounge. If you're not a patron yet, 
patrons. I've been I've been gone for a while. Patrons, you've been supportive. I love you. We will be back strong. I will be there for you. Check out the patron page, Roto Lounge. We're gonna do a Bourbon Bowl Dynasty League. Bourbon Bowl Dynasty League. If you if you contribute to the highest level in my Patreon page, you will be enrolled in a Dynasty Bourbon Bowl League. I will buy the bottle of bourbon for the winner. It's going to be a very expensive bottle of bourbon for all my bourbon drinkers. Check it out. It's going to be worth the entry fee. Plus, you're going to get all my behind-the-scenes patron stuff. Uh, ad drops, DFS, daily stuff. Once the season kicks in, we're really going to ramp it up uh, and help us charge forward for that, that 2021 championship. But I will quit rambling. I've already been pre-drinking, so I'm just doing a little rambling right now. Let's get started. Get yourself a drink. Kick back. Relax. Let's talk about some freebies in our 2021 redraft leagues. Let's do it. All right, fam, 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 fam. Let's start with the quarterback position. And a quarterback right now that is going at number 256. Current ADP, according to Fantasy Pros right now. I just checked it tonight. Current ADP, Fantasy Pros, number 256. Quarterback, 31. There's only 32 starting quarterbacks in the NFL. This player is being drafted at quarterback 31. That puts him as a quarterback 3 in fantasy. And that's Washington Redskins quarterback Ryan Fitzpatrick. Now, let me tell you this. The Redskins are confident in their defense. that They, they can go in every Sunday... And they can give up 20 points or less. They have confidence that they can do that. Now, all they need is a quarterback that can get them 21 points or more. Enter Ryan Fitzpatrick. Some people call him Ryan Fitzmagic. Some people call him Ryan Fitztragic. Whatever you want to call him. Whichever you prefer. The Redskins are... Hitching the wagon to Ryan Fitzpatrick. He has a career one interception per game. And the Redskins are okay with that. Because he also brings a career one and a half touchdown pass per game that he started on average. And the Redskins have upgraded their receiving core. They got Terry McLaurin. They signed Curtis Samuel. Which... They've already talked about, right now, the Redskins offensive coordinator, Scott Turner, former Carolina offensive coordinator when Curtis Samuel was there. They already talked about moving Curtis Samuel to the outside. If you thought he was going to be the slot receiver, it looks like he's going to be the outside receiver. A week after they signed Curtis Samuel, they signed Adam Humphreys, who is a known slot receiver. That's two additional wide receivers that the Redskins added for Ryan, I'm going to call him Fitzmagic. They drafted one of the receivers that I really love in this year's draft, Deami Brown, a speedster with wheels, a deep threat. Not to mention they got J.D. McKissick out of the backfield, Antonio Gibson out of the backfield. 
This is perhaps, oh, don't even forget about the dynamic tight end, Logan Thomas, right? Perhaps, this is perhaps Ryan Fitzmagic's best cast of pass catchers in his career. In his career. We know that Ryan Fitzmagic has a gunslinger's mentality. And we could see him have some huge, huge, huge fantasy football games in Washington. He could have possibly fantasy football winning scores, winning weekly scores we could see out of Fitzmagic. I'm talking about three, four touchdown games in Washington. And let's just say he struggles in Washington. They brought him in to be the starter. If he struggles, who is going to replace him? Who's going to replace him? They don't have anybody. They don't have anybody. So at 256, quarterback 31, he is a smash draft that late. Help you win fantasy titles. Don't worry about drafting a quarterback too early. If you can get someone like him late in drafts, don't be scared. All right. Next quarterback, Sam Motherfucker. Freaking Darnold pick 292, quarterback 33. Listen, mother freakers, quarterback 33. That means there's 32 quarterbacks better than Sam Darnold. That means there's a backup quarterback being drafted before Sam Darnold, okay? There's a backup quarterback being drafted before Sam Darnold because Sam's going to be the starter. He's going to be the starter in Carolina. So, are you kidding me right now that he's going as quarterback 33 in drafts? This is ridiculous. Sam Darnold is going to go to the moon in 2021. Mark it down, family. Sam Darnold is going to the moon in 2021. All right? And let's let's talk about why Sam Darnold is going to the moon. All right? First, it starts with Joe Brady. All right? This is a coach who was an offensive assistant at LSU. He took a struggling quarterback in Joe Burrow. Struggling quarterback in Joe Burrow. And realized that he excelled in a spread offense, right? You spread the players out. You let Joe Burrow see the field. It really brought out his talents at LSU, all right, they gave him three, four wide receiver wide receiver sets. Let him see the field. Let him pick the defense apart. All right. Then all Joe Burrow did was go out there and put up the greatest season in college football. All right. People think that that was Joe Burrow that did that. No, if that was Joe Burrow, he would not have been a backup to JT Barrett. He would not have been a backup to Dwayne Haskins at Ohio State. All right. If Joe Burrow was this great elite talent, he would not have been a backup for four years in college before going to LSU and being unlocked by help from Joe Brady. Okay. Now, is that the same fix for Sam Darnold? I don't know. I don't know if if. Sam Darnold needs the offense spread out so that he can see the field and pick defenses apart. But I do know that Sam Darnold is younger than Joe Burrow, all right? And he's going to an offense that just gave Teddy Bridgewater 
a career year in Carolina. Joe Brady, as offensive coordinator, just produced Teddy Bridgewater's career year in Carolina. Now, Sam Donald's coming there, who's a better quarterback than Teddy Bridgewater, in my opinion. All right. He's reunited with Robbie Anderson, one of our darlings for last year, who together they combined for 1,500, 1,500 yards, 11 touchdowns in two years in New York. All right. Now, Donald, just like Fitzmagic, potentially has one of the best wide receiver cores he's ever had. One of the best young receivers in the game, arguably one of the best young receivers in the game, DJ Moore. The Panthers also drafted, also drafted a former wide receiver under Joe Brady LSU, and that's Terrace Marshall. Don't forget about Christian McCaffrey out of the backfield. All right. And the Panthers passed on both quarterbacks, Justin Fields and Mac Jones, in favor of riding with Sam Darnold as their franchise quarterback. Wake up, wake up, wake up. This is not the Adam Gase Jets offense. This is not this is not that. The fantasy football community is a what have you done for me lately group of thinkers. That is not what we do in the Roto Lounge. We are not group think of what have you done for me lately. We look at new opportunities and how you can potentially perform in those new opportunities. Sam Darnold with Robbie Anderson, DJ Moore, Christian McCaffrey, Terrace Marshall, and the Joe Brady offensive minds. This is going to be a quarterback that is going to far, 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 far exceed quarterback 33. I might even go as far as saying Sam Darnold is going to be a top 12 quarterback. That puts him at quarterback one in fantasy leagues. These are the type of players that are going to win you fantasy football leagues in 2021. People are sleeping on Sam Darnold because he was for the New York Jets and he sucked. Dude came in the NFL as a 20-year-old rookie. He's only like 23 years old. Joe Burrow is 24. And Joe Burrow was unlocked because of Joe Brady. Sam Darnold now has Joe Brady. Sometimes you got to zoom out before you zoom in. Don't sleep on Sam Darnold. I'm going to have a ton of exposure to Sam Darnold in 2021. And I'm not even scared. Running backs. Running backs, running backs, running backs. Hey, cheers, cheers, cheers. Fam, if you've been listening to me, hold on. If y'all been listening to me, then y'all know. Y'all know when I'm getting loose on this bourbon now. Y'all know. Hold on. Y'all know when I'm getting loose on this bourbon? I start, I start, I start talking crazy. I start talking crazy, but. I will not lead you astray in fantasy leagues. I will lead you down the path to the promised land, the place that we want to be. That's what we're going to do in the Roto Lounge. Let's talk about running backs. Number one, running back freebie for 2021 is your boy Giovanni Bernard. Yes. Thank you, Giovanni Bernard, going as 
181 in drafts right now. That's running back 61. That's running back 6. All right. Now, last year, flavor of the month was Ronald Jones. I was hyping Ronald Jones as a league winner before the Leonard Fournette signing. Gosh darn it, if Leonard Fournette hadn't been signed, Ronald Jones would have been a freaking animal last year. You guys saw it. People want to hate on Ronald Jones. Listen, I don't hate on players. I don't hate on ADPs. I'm going to tell you, every year it changes. Again, you look at opportunities. You go after the opportunities. You go after the cost of the opportunities, right? We don't let emotion control our thinking. We don't let emotion control our drafting, okay? So I'm telling you right now, Giovanni Bernard going as running back 61 right now is a freaking joke, all right? Because I'll tell you why. Tom Brady calls the shots in Tampa Bay. We saw that last year. Bruce Arians took a took a back seat and just said, you know what, Tom, you, you can just make all the calls. Who do you want? You want Antonio Brown? All right. You want Leonard Fournette? All right. You tell us who you want. You just tell us who you want. We will make it happen. Tampa Bay Buccaneers have every starter returning from a Super Bowl championship team. The first time in history, the entire team returns. What does Tom Brady do? He says, you know what? Yeah, we'll, res- we'll re-sign Leonard Fournette. We'll re-sign Ronald Jones. But... Let me tell you who I want. Who do I want in my backfield? I want Giovanni Bernard. I want Giovanni Bernard because in 2020, the one thing that I was missing was a running back that I could rely on out of the backfield when I need to throw the damn pass. Little Fournette can't catch. Ronald Jones can't catch. We know this. Tom Brady loves a running back out of the backfield that can catch. All right. James White was a free agent. He was available to come to Tampa. Tom Brady could have worked out a deal and had James White come to Tampa. You can't tell me that James White would have not have restructured a contract to play with Tom Brady in Tampa for a potential to win another Super Bowl. You can't tell me that he wouldn't have. But instead, Tom Brady said, you know what? I want Giovanni Bernard. They're the same age. Same age. I would I would even argue that Gio Bernard is probably a better running back than James White. He had higher draft capital. In the positions that they play, I think Gio Bernard is probably better than James White. And you know what? Tom Brady probably looked back and said, you know what? I think Gio Bernard is probably better than James White too. Right? Look at what Tom Brady and James White did their final two seasons in New England. They combined for 159 receptions, right? Completions, receptions. 1,396 yards receiving for James White and 12 touchdowns in two seasons as a running back out of the backfield. Those are just receptions. That's not even rushing. That is not even rushing. That is just receptions. 159 receptions for James White in two years with Tom Brady. That breaks down to 80 catches, 700 yards, and six touchdowns per season. And that's just receptions. That's not even when they let Gio run the ball for like a few yard touchdown. That's just receptions. That's 186 points. That would have put him as running back 20 in in 2020. Last year, he would have been running back 20 with those kind of stats. Now, I don't expect him to have those numbers in Tampa, right? Because you have Chris Godwin, you have Mike Evans, you have Rob Gronkowski, you have OJ Howard coming back. You got Antonio Brown, right? But running back 60... Come on. 
Running back 60. Come on. Now, let me remind you. Giovanni Bernard does what Leonard Fournette and Ronald Jones can't do. And that's be a reliable receiver for Tom Brady. And he loves that. He loves that. And I am willing to take a shot on Gio late in every draft if he's going at running back 61. You got to do it every single time. All right. Next running back. This one is going to be seem like it's way out in left field. But but if you draft this guy and the stars align, that is going to be a left field moonshot home run. That is going to be a home run every single time. Like, have you ever, you remember the game back when you played Nintendo Baseball Stars? They threw the pitch. Home run. If you timed it right and you were the baseball all-stars, every single time you could hit a home run with Babe Ruth and DiMaggio and Barra. Man, every single time. If you hit this pick and the stars align, this could be the pick of the year. A lot of things have to happen. A lot of things have to happen. And when I say this name, you're going to say, Brad, you're full of shit. You don't know what the hell you're talking about. But give me a chance to explain myself. And again, remember, we're talking freebies now. I'm not saying draft these guys in round three, round four, round five. This running back right now is going at pick 230. That is running back 77. All right. That puts him at running back seven in a 12-man league. All right. And this running back's name is Wayne Gallman, right? Okay, I already, I already heard you sigh like, oh, Brad, we thought you were going to give us like a, like someone that we kind of liked but didn't think about. And then you throw out Wayne fucking Gallman. Seriously? All right. Now, I know it seems like an odd pick, but let's look at the scenario. First of all, in San Francisco, shall we? Tevin Coleman, he's gone. He's in New York. He's competing with guys like Michael Carter, Ty Johnson, LaMichael P. Ryan, or whoever's, whoever's in New York. That's who Coleman's competing with. But he's not in San Francisco. Neither is Jared McKinnon, who is now in Kansas City, who is another sleeper pick. Not on this, not on this podcast, but Jared McKinnon could be another sleeper pick in Kansas City. Keep your eye on that name right there. But he's not in San Francisco anymore. All right. Jeff Wilson, who was a lot of preseason darling, a lot of preseason running back darling, he's he got injured. He's done. All right. So he's out of the picture. So there's three running backs out of the picture. San Francisco signed Wayne Gallman. All right. So now that leaves Raheem Mostert. That leaves Trey Sermon, who the 49ers traded up to, to get. And that leaves Elijah Mitchell, who I like. Elijah Mitchell, long-term, if you can get him cheap in rookie drafts, I really like him. Those three plus Wayne Gallman are battling out for touches, right? And as much as we like as much as we love the rookies, we love the rookies, all the new shiny toys, the new players that are going to change the NFL, they're going to be studs. We love rookies. But remember, fam, they're just rookies. They're just rookies. They're unproven. They have to Make sure that they can acclimate to the speed of the NFL, right? They're only playing college football. So 
once you get to the NFL, players are a lot faster. They hit a lot harder. The, the play calls are much tougher to understand. You got to be dedicated to be successful in the NFL. So you're not just going to come to the NFL and just be good. All right. So I like proven NFL players more than I like rookies. All right. Can Trey Sermon be good? Yes, he could be. Elijah Mitchell could be good. Yes, he could be. But they're rookies. We don't know yet. Right? Wayne Gallman is a veteran. He's a veteran. So he's proven that he can perform in the NFL. And believe it or not, last year when Saquon Barkley went down with injury, in 10 games that Gallman started, he put up over 10 fantasy football points per game with six touchdowns. He was actually a decent running back in New York when Saquon Barkley went down. And I said New York. He did all this in New York. Now, he is on a much better run scheme right now with San Francisco than he was with the New York Giants. So they could really utilize his talents in San Francisco if Raheem Mostert gets injured, his age catches up to him, or Wayne Gallman just is better in this type of zone run scheme. All right? He's running back 77. He's running back 77, folks. Running back 77. All right? You basically could probably pick him up off waiver wires in your drafts. All right? But when you're late in your drafts, don't be scared to draft Wayne Gallman. If you're scared, go to church. If you're scared, go to church. Don't be scared to draft Wayne Gallman in your fantasy drafts at 230. I'm telling you. Could it hit? Maybe. Could it miss? Maybe. But the cost, it's a freebie. It's a freebie. Don't drive him in the third round. Don't drive him in the fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh. You know, I mean, you're talking about like way, 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 way down in drafts. You're drafting Wayne Gallman. And just stash him, folks. Stash him. Stash him, I'm telling you. All right. Let's talk about some tight ends real quick. Tight ends. All right. Number one, tight end. Going as the 148th pick. This is kind of early in drafts, but it's the tight end 17. Tight end 17, which makes him a tight end two. I think this player can potentially be a top 12 tight end, which makes him a tight end one. All right. So that gives us a good return on investment. And that is Tyler Higby of the Los Angeles Rams. Tyler Higby of the Los Angeles Rams. Now, let's be clear. We want, in 2021, we want as many Rams offensive players as we can get, right? Matt Stafford was brought over. Sean McVay is going to freaking unleash this offense. They were completely held back by Jared Goff. Sean McVay is going to unleash this offense. We want what we can get, and we want to get cheap players, right? We like Woods. We like Cup. They cost. We like Akers. He cost. Tyler Higby could be our our um, exposure to this Rams offense at a cheap cost. All right. Remember, Sean Vay is the same coach that unleashed jo Jordan Reed in Washington. Right. Jordan Reed was a household name in Washington as a top tight end with Sean McVay as the offensive coordinator there. And also, also 
when Sean McVay went to, to the Rams, his very first pick as the coach was a tight end. Now, it wasn't Tyler Higby. It was Gerald Everett. It was Gerald Everett because Sean McVay thought he was slicker than everybody else. He took Gerald Everett. But Tyler Higby was the one that got the contract extension. And Gerald Everett was the one that got the walking papers. He's now, he's now in Seattle with Russell Wilson. And Tyler Higby has the tight end room all to himself in Los Angeles. All right. When Tyler Higby came into the NFL, and I was a big fan of Tyler Higby, he came in with a nickname, Baby Gronk. He had some off-the-field issues just like Travis Kelsey did. All right. It's taken him a while to really develop, but we saw the potential that Tyler Higby had. And a lot of fantasy football owners got burned by him last year because they, they drafted him way too early because of that ceiling that we saw. We saw that potential. A lot of fantasy football owners drafted him early. Last year, I was telling you to draft... Um, uh, shit, I already forgot his name. For the, for Tennessee, um, John U. Smith. I was telling you to draft John U. Smith over Tyler Higby. All right? Because it was a cheaper... It was a cheaper value. Everyone was reaching on Tyler Higby. Jonu Smith was a better value. This year, Tyler Higby is the value that we want because everyone was burned. And again, I told you the fantasy football community is, what have you done for me lately? And if you screwed me, I don't like you. Basically, is the fantasy football community. And us, we will take advantage of that. We will scoop that value up every single time in fantasy drafts. Tyler Higby. All right, we're going to take advantage of that this year. All right, Matt Stafford is in. They're going to throw the football all around the offense. I think I think Higby can be a top 12, top 10 tight end this year in, in, in fantasy football. I'm willing to bet on that, especially this late in drafts as tight end 17. You got to take advantage of that. If, you're, if you find yourself late in drafts and you don't have a tight end, jump on Tyler Higby. Don't even think twice about it. He's going to get his volume in, in Los Angeles. All right, the next tight end. I, I, I wasn't a big, I wasn't a big fan of this player as a prospect. Um, a lot of people were were fans of him as a prospect. I wasn't necessarily a big fan of his, but opportunity is presenting itself, right? The value is presenting itself for us. And we got to take advantage of that. We got to take advantage of opportunity and value. That's how you win in fantasy football. Don't let emotion take over. Don't. I, I've, I've heard the take lock, right? I've heard the, the term take lock. Just because I wasn't a big fan of this guy as a prospect doesn't mean I can't appreciate value and opportunity when I see it. And that is New Orleans Saints tight end Adam Troutman. All right. Very, very raw prospect coming out of Dayton. Okay. The odds are already stacked against him to even be an NFL player coming out of Dayton. Only one player has ever come out of Dayton College and been a pro. And that was like an offensive lineman back in like 1960. All right. So the odds are stacked against him. But right now he's going at 220 which is tight end 27, right? 10 spots, or not even 10 spots, 10 tight ends after Tyler Higby, all right? Which is a tight end three. Troutman is going to be the starter for New Orleans Saints, right? 
he was the PFF, one of the highest graded tight ends in run blocking. And you know, if you listen to me long enough, if you if you're an OG and you've been listening to the Roto Lounge for long enough, you know that I tell you. In order to be a dominant NFL tight end, you have to be a very good run blocker. You have to be on the field at all times. 80, 85, 90, 95% of your offensive snaps, you need to be on the field. Because what that's going to allow is the offensive coordinator to develop plays around your skill set. And the defense is not ready for it because you're in there blocking. So when you do you know, play action passes and you're faking blocking going out for a pass... That's why players like Travis Kelsey, George Kittle, uh, Darren Waller, Zach Ertz, all these players are really good tight ends because they're on the field. They're really good blockers. The offensive coordinators can create uh, mismatches for them, and the defenses are not ready. So for Adam Troutman to be rated a very high-graded tight end run blocker, it bodes well for his potential in fantasy to be a mismatch when Sean Payton is calling these plays, all right? Also, Jared Cook is gone. He's out of there, gone. So that means Adam Troutman is moving to the starting tight end in 2021. Who are the pass catchers for New Orleans? You got Michael Thomas. You got Alvin Kamara. They're going to soak up most of the targets, but there's not much after that, right? You got um, Traquan Smith. You got Marquez Callaway, another one of our uh, darlings last year we talked about. Late, late, late undrafted free agent players. There's not much in New Orleans, right? So if you're looking for a, a pass catcher that could potentially have maybe even just high touchdown volume. Maybe he won't have the odds, but maybe he's a high touchdown volume player. Because when you get in the red zone, you do those play actions to uh, you know Kamar or whatever. That, that, that puts Troutman in position to get touchdowns. Um, and going at player 220, tight end 27, tight end 3, it's a smash. It's a smash. These are freebies we're talking about. Freebies. I'm telling you, freebies. All right. Last position. Last but not least, we're going to talk about wide receivers. Number one, it's a rookie. A rookie wide receiver. He's going at pick 192, which is wide receiver 67 which puts him at wide receiver six. A wide receiver six in a 12-man league. And that is your boy, my boy, Amon Ross, St. Brown, Detroit Lions. You love to see it. You absolutely love to see it. The Detroit Lions are losing 96 receptions from last season between Marvin Jones and Kenny Galladay. All right? 96 receptions, gone, poof, vanished, just disappeared. Who do they have there? Cephas, I don't even even know his first name, Cephas. You got TJ Hawkinson, of course. A bunch of no-name players, right? You have to be good in order to take advantage of those vacated targets, right? I'm not just going to say Amon Ross St. Brown is going to go there and just Soak up the volume because there's nothing else. No, you have to be good, okay? Amon Ross St. Brown was very highly scoring on my my rookie model. And if he would have been drafted in the top three rounds 
of the NFL draft, I would have been much more bullish on his projections. But let's be real. Let's be real here. Who else is going to catch the ball in Detroit besides TJ Hawkinson? I mean, they have basically nobody. All right? So, for a minute, close your eyes. Let's pretend that Jared Goff is good. All right, let's pretend Jared Goff's good. All right, keep closing your eyes. Let's pretend that Amon Ra, my eyes are closed. Close your eyes. If you if you're driving, if you're driving your car right now and listen to the podcast, don't close your eyes. I I normally listen to all my podcasts in the car. So if you're in the car, do not close your eyes. But if you're sitting on the couch, if you're sitting at work and you need just just a, a few minute break, I want you to close your eyes and I want you to imagine this scenario. I'm closing my eyes right now and I'm imagining this scenario right now. Jared Goff is good. Jared Goff is good in Detroit. He's good in Detroit. Amon Ross St. Brown gets a starting slot role in Detroit. One of his one of his strengths is his separation skills. He had really good lateral agility at his pro day. Lateral agility comp- comparable to Stephon Diggs. He's going to be a better slot receiver than an outside receiver. So let's pretend Amon Ross St. Brown gets a starting slot receiver role in Detroit. All right? And let's pretend Jared Goff is good. Now, let's pretend. Keep closing your eyes. If your manager walks by, open them, act like you're doing something. If not, close your eyes. Let's pretend that Amon Ross St. Brown gets 100 targets in that Lions offense. Jared Goff just loves him. He's just peppering him with targets. He's treating him like a Caesar salad, man. He's just putting pepper all over him. Just pepper him with targets. Rookie wide receiver. Drafted as wide receiver 67 is a freaking joke. Open your eyes. Open your eyes. Look at reality. Wide receiver 67 is a freaking joke for Amon Ross St. Brown. Another smash. Redraft. Smash pick. Layton drafts. Do it. Don't be scared. I'm on Ross St. Brown, 2021. I'm not saying he's got a long-term successful career, but in 2021, get him because Detroit may go wide receiver early next year's draft. Get him right now for redraft. Ride him. If he does good, trade him. That's how you win in fantasy drafts. All right. I'm on Ross St. Brown, wide receiver, 67. That's a joke. Come on. All right. Last player. Last player. I'm going to end this podcast let you finish your drinks. I'm going to finish my drink. Mm. Sipping on this bourbon. Love this bourbon. Love this Blanton's bourbon. Bourbon Bowl 2021. Check in my DMs. Holler at me. Get in. Get in. If you think you're good at fantasy football, if you want to get into that bourbon scene, hit me up. DMs at Roto Lounge on Twitter. All right. Last player. Last player. And this is the latest player you're going to get in any of your drafts right now. Because people are absolutely asleep at the wheel. All right. This is... He's going at pick 319. All right. Remember, we're talking about freebies here. Don't draft this player early. Player 319, right? That's wide receiver 101. Wide receiver 101. Are you freaking kidding me? Wide receiver 101. 
That puts him at wide receiver 9 in a 12-man league. That means he's barely even on your roster in a 12-man league. He is going to far exceed that in 2021. I promise you this. I promise you. I promise you this. He is going to far exceed wide receiver 9 in a 12-man league. And that is Los Angeles Rams wide receiver Van Jefferson. Van Jefferson. All right. Look, I don't know if you're listening to this and when I say these names, you're like, son of a bitch. What? Like, you're getting me so excited and you're saying these, dropping these names. You're like, what the? Van Jefferson, are you kidding me? This guy came in the NFL as like 23 years old, old ass rookie, didn't do anything as a rookie. And you're telling me that this guy is going to do something in 2021? Yes. Yes, I am. I'm telling you this guy is going to do something in 2021. I'm telling you Van Jefferson is going to far exceed, far exceed wide receiver 101, wide receiver 9. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Now, I will I will admit he didn't do much in college, right? Went to Ole Miss, did decent, and um, – A.J. Brown showed up. D.K. Metcalf showed up. He kind of took a backseat to those guys. Transferred to Florida. Did decent. Florida didn't have a very good offense. So he didn't have a lot of analytics numbers that you're excited about. But when you put this guy's film on, when you put Van Jefferson's film on, this guy has unbelievable separation skills. His dad's Sean Jefferson, a former wide receiver for uh, the Chargers and the Patriots. So he's been coached on how to separate. So, last year as a rookie, all right, so people, oh, he didn't, he didn't do anything as a rookie. He didn't do anything as a rookie. He didn't do anything at the combine, right? He did not perform at the combine due to injuries, all right? He didn't do anything as a rookie because he was sitting behind Josh Reynolds. You remember the fantasy community was like, Josh Reynolds, he's going to be so good. Wide receiver, he's going to be so good for, for the Rams. No, Josh Reynolds is fucking garbage, all right? They let Van Jefferson sit behind Josh Reynolds because they were going to give Josh Reynolds a chance to be the wide receiver three. But as we know, he was garbage, garbage. And at the end of the season, when Van Jefferson actually got a chance to get on the field, the dude balled out. When Cooper Cup got injured the last few games of the season, Van Jefferson was the Rams' leading receiver. I think week 16 or week 17 was the leading receiver, had a touchdown. When the Rams went to uh, Green Bay in the playoffs, in the playoffs, he was the leading receiver in the playoff game, had a touchdown. Jared Goff leaned on him. I think that Van Jefferson is going to blossom in his second year in Los Angeles. Josh Reynolds is gone. I think where to go, Tennessee? I think the Rams signed Deshaun Jackson, but we know Deshaun Jackson is going to be hurt. We can already count on that pencil. That in. Deshaun Jackson is going to be hurt at some point in 2021. All right. Deshaun Jackson is a deep threat, right? But he's got speed. The Rams drafted Tutu Atwell, right? We know that. He, he's he got speed. He's projected to be a deep threat, right? But let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Van Jefferson is also a deep threat. He's a big deep threat. A big, tall, deep threat. All right? If you look at the Senior Bowl, right, um, Van Jefferson did not do anything at the Combine or Pro Day because he was rehabbing an injury, but he went to the uh, Senior Bowl, and he was timed at the Senior Bowl on the field 
at a max speed of 21.05 miles per hour at the Senior Bowl. That was the fastest time of any player at the Senior Bowl. That was faster than Denzel Mims, and that was faster than Antonio Gibson at the Senior Bowl. All right, Van Jefferson was with the zebra technology or whatever went on the field. He was clocked faster than both Denzel Mims and Antonio Gibson at the Senior Bowl. And what if I told you that both of those players, Denzel Mims and Antonio Gibson, both ran a four point three nine forty yard dash that puts van jefferson around a four point four forty all right that's no slouch that is an absolute deep threat at the nfl level with elite separation skills you put him in a sean mcveigh offense you put him with a quarterback with matt stafford who is the king of improvisation right when the pocket collapses your boy rolls out whoever's open He's getting the football. Van Jefferson could be that dude in 2021 as a wide receiver, two slash three, right? If Cooper Cup gets injured, if Robert Woods gets injured, let's just say Deshaun Jackson gets injured, Tutu Atwell is not going to be ready as a rookie. He's going to be a one-dimensional deep threat. Van Jefferson could find his role as a wide receiver, two in 2021 for Los Angeles. But even if he's not, even if he's not, he's going to be far more valuable than the wide receiver 101, pick 319, wide receiver 9 in 12, 12 team leagues. Bottom line is we want all the exposure to the Rams that we can have. All right. And, and this pick at 319, this is about as free as you can get, right? This is like me driving to the gas station, filling up with gas. Insert my, my credit card and them saying, you know what? Today it's free. Go ahead. Enjoy your 30 gallons of gas. It's on us. Enjoy your day. That's what it's going to be like drafting Van Jefferson at pick 319 in your drafts. Don't be scared. I'm telling you, don't be scared. All right. All right. That's it. That is it. We finished some of the freebies for the 2021 redraft leagues. All right. I'm back. I'm hoping to get out more podcasts on a regular basis. We need to just go ahead and do our 2021 rankings. Just go ahead and do podcasts. Do like 10 players at a time. Let's get it done. Let's do some quick podcasts. Let's talk about these players. We'll do that moving forward. But recap today's podcast. Here are some freebies in your drafts. Quarterbacks, Ryan, Fitz, Patrick, and Sam Darnold. Running backs, Gio Bernard and Wayne Goleman. Tight end, Tyler Higby and Adam Troutman. And wide receivers, Amon Ross St. Brown and Van Jefferson. All right, family, family, family. I love it. Thank you for tuning in to the Roto Lounge. I love you. Spending time with you. Talking football. Drinking bourbon. Hit me up on Twitter anytime. Until next time. Until next time. This has been your boy, Brad Starks. In the Roto Lounge. Cheers. <laughs>